You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hello there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 53 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I'm Sasha from Sheepspot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make those wools into beautiful yarns that you love, because we're all about making yarns that you love here at Sheepspot. How are you, my darlings? I hope you've had a lovely week. I hope I hope you've gotten some spinning in since the last time I spoke with you. Today, we are going to continue talking about my Viente. I think it's not Tay. I think it's T. Viente. I think that's it. Viente. Um, it's as close as I'm going to get. Um, we're talking about this shawl project that I'm doing and specifically today about how I decided, decided what fiber I wanted to use. So this episode is part of a multi-part series on the thinking and preparation that go into creating a hand spun yarn in order to knit for a particular pattern. Um, so in the last episode, and you should probably start there if you haven't listened to that one, you might want to go back, but I'll just give you a quick recap. In the last episode, I talked about choosing the basics of yarn design for this pattern. So yarn structure and spinning method. And I did that based on the recommended yarn, the nature of the, the pattern. So what's, what is this garment? Um, and the uses I envision for this project. And I explained why the yarn that I want to make is going to be quite different from the recommended yarn. So it's probably going to be a little thicker. um, But I think the biggest difference is that it's going to be a woolen yarn rather than a worsted one because I am concerned about the weight of this garment. It is quite a big shawl. So let's dig in to the question of fiber choice. And this can really be daunting when you think about all the stuff that we have available to us now as spinners. We are living at the time of the most spinning bounty in terms of fiber choices of any moment in history. So that can get a little overwhelming. Uh, You know me, though, I am a wool girl. And I like to work with wool. I like to wear wool um, within some parameters that I'm about to discuss with you. And um, I also have a lot of wool. So um, that was definitely a consideration because I did not want to have to um, seek out really anything new for this project. Although I ended up, of course, doing just that for part of it. But anyway, I'll explain. Um, so one of the deeply cool things about this design is that it looks from a distance, if you're wearing it folded up, it looks like a regular triangular shawl, albeit a triangular shawl of a, of an interesting shape, but it's actually a triangular tube, 
which you can open up and wear as a kind of poncho with a cowl neck. And the cowl is big enough that it can be worn pulled up over the head so you can keep your ears warm if that is something that you require in the moment. So it's got all this extra coziness built into it. But the extra coziness in the form of the cowl section of this pattern presented a little bit of a challenge for me with respect to fiber selection. So I know that I've told you a bunch of times that I have a, I have super sensitive skin on my neck. And this has actually kind of weirdly gotten worse over the past six months. So last summer I was on vacation. We were in Nova Scotia in this tiny little town that we love, Kingsburg. And um, I had an insect bite, which is not atypical for me because mosquitoes love me and I'm quite allergic to them. And so I got this, this bug bite on my neck and it just would, I just couldn't sort of get it to, it was really swollen and painful and I couldn't get it to go away. And, and my whole sort of the whole left side of my neck. So the, the bite was like sort of right under my chin. Um, but the whole left side of my neck started to get kind of itchy and rashy. And, um, so I have some kind of weird dermatitis. I don't know what it is. Um, and since then, the skin on my neck gets super rashy if anything I wear irritates it. And I mean anything at all. Um, so this is a major bummer, right? Because I've spent the past 10 years basically knitting wool scarves and cowls for myself. And um, I actually can't wear most of them now. Um, so I knew that I wanted the yarn for the whole shawl to be a wool silk blend. And I happen to have quite a lot of, um, the Polworth silk that I carry in my shop. I just bought a, you know, 23 pounds of it or something. Um, so I have a lot of it in the studio and I love that fiber. I really love using it. Um, and so I wanted, I knew I wanted that to be the fiber, but I also was not completely confident that I can wear that fiber around my neck for an extended period of time. Um, it's, it's a very fine pole worth. I think it's like 23 microns, but I just wanted to be, I want to be a hundred percent sure because it's a lot of knitting. It's a big project. And and when I have it, I really want to be able to use it. And I want it not to be driving me crazy. So um, so what I've decided is that I'm actually going to use a blend of cashmere and super fine merino just for the cowl section. So the cowl section is is going to be a different fiber than the body of the shawl. It's going to be a blend. Uh, it's going to be this um, super fine merino cashmere blend. And I'm also, and I'm going to um, make it the, sorry, 20% silk. So it will all, it will be a wool, wool cashmere silk blend. And um, 
the rest of it will be this Polworth silk. Now, I'm obviously going to have to do some finessing as I change yarns because I don't want there to be um, a super clear line of demarcation between the two sections of the cowl. Um, I do have some plans for making that transition between the two yarns as gradual as possible. And the reason that I have to plan for this is that the fibers are going to take the dye differently. So the merino cashmere blend is going to probably be a slightly different color than the um, Polworth. And, but I think I, th- as I say, I think I've worked out a way to manage this um, that will make it not so noticeable, but you know, guys stay tuned. Cause who knows? <laughs> um, we'll see. It's going to be an experiment, but you know, in order to, as I say, in order to make this into something that I can actually really use, um, I think I I kind of have to do it this way. Now, you may be wondering why I don't just knit the cowl section in cashmere. And cashmere would be absolutely the safest bet um, for something that I'm wearing around my neck. And I've pretty much gone to... um, 100% 100% cashmere for anything that I'm any scarf or cowl since this weird skin thing cropped up. Um, but I think that a cashmere yarn, even if I blended it with silk, which I really don't want to do because I hate those blends of um, short downy fibers and silk. The f- staple length is so different in the two fibers that I find them really challenging to spin. And I, I'm not looking for a challenging spin here. Um, the knitting is going to be challenging enough. So, uh, cause it's just such a, such a big project and I'm not usually a big project person. Um, and I think that if I did just a, a cashmere, um, yarn for the neck, that there would be really no way to conceal the difference in the two yarns. Um, so I, I think I need some wool in that cowl section, but I think that this merino is going to work. Um, yeah, I think a cashmere yarn would just look weird, not like a design element, but just bad. So we're not doing that. Now, the other option would be to do the whole garment in cashmere and that would be very nice indeed, but um, pricey and not really in the budget at this point. So um, so that's the plan. Uh, super fine merino, cashmere, and silk for the cowl part, sort of transitioning gradually into Polworth silk for the rest. Stay tuned for the prep episode, which is going to describe how I'm going to do that. And um, I'm pretty happy with that plan. So now it's time to think about color. In the next episode, I'm going to take you step by step through how I designed the color palette for this project and what I was thinking about and how that impacts the fiber prep. Um, And I'm going to talk about exactly how I decided to combine the colors in the way that I plan to. So not just the palette, but what I'm going to do with the individual colors in the palette. 
And for the die nerds among you, I'm also going to tell you how much, um, how I figured out how much of each of the fiber I'm going to dye in each color and how much dye stock I'm going to mix. And there's going to be math. So, um, you know, hang on to your hats, people. Until then, my darling sheep spotters, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter so that you will be among the first to hear about the huge, fabulous, fantastic new thing coming from SheepSpot in the fall that I am so excited about. I can't even tell you. And also, as always, go spin something.